I don't care who you are. And if you're doing it in a good way, in a bad way, the internet, the whole internet is full on masturbating to JLo and Ben Affleck, Benifer going full on IG official, basically like having sex on a yacht in San Tropez and everybody is shaking and quaking for various reasons. Everybody is feeling a certain type of way about this, right? And let's be real. These two have been shameless as shit, okay? But my question is, when it comes to being shameless and putting it all out there on IG, on the internet and getting all this attention, are they really, are they really that much worse than you are? I mean, I'm just saying, are they really that much worse? Okay. Think long and hard about this. Throw yourself in a Shawshank situation, do some self-reflection and ask yourself, are these fuckers really that more shameless than you? Okay. And that is the episode of cancel me baby today. No, we're going to get into this today, you guys, because I have been on both sides of this, of course, right. Being in Hollywood and entertainment journalist. And I have been up close and personal with both of these people in ways that have to do with their personal lives, love lives. We had a threesome. Okay. There you go. Spoil. No, but <clears throat> Yeah. So I have some interesting, I have a totally different perspective and I'm going to take this in a place today that you just, you know, that will give Jeff Bezos's dick ship a run for its money. Okay. So here's a little backstory. Um, if you're stuck in the Bermuda triangle and you got lost on a rods yacht. So JLo just had her 52nd birthday and she naturally, as we all do celebrate it by being on a yacht in San Tropez. So we all thought that she and Ben Affleck were, and by the way, if you're like, what, I don't like, if you don't, I don't care about these people. What do you care, Taylor? Like, you do care. You do. Because I'm going to, I'm going to get to that. Okay. So it, it tells me how much, even if you guys don't act like it, it tells me how much celebrities and pop culture are intertwined with our lives and impact us. Okay. So. She was out on a yacht. There have been romance, uh, you know, rumors swirling that this blast from the past, she and Ben Affleck have gotten back together. Now, if you don't remember, they were infamously together literally two decades ago. They had a whole engagement. They ended up breaking it off. And here they are reunited. And it feels so good. Does it? I don't know. Um, I feel like it's like big Dick Ben though. Right. He, I'm going to tell you about when I was with him up close and personal, but that he's a big ass, he's a willow tree. He's a big ass dude. So I'm sure JLo's having a good time. Right. And everybody's feeling a type of way about this because she also had a very public relationship with Alex Rodriguez. So they were engaged. They had a blended family with their kids and the whole thing. They broke up in April I don't know what's going on. People were saying A-Rod had a, you know, a wandering eye. If there were some cheating things, I don't know. But regardless, they broke up in April and now cut to July. Ben and Jen are, you know, doing the hanky panky. Okay. And they're not being shy about it. So we all thought this maybe was a thing and people would like, you know, these paparazzi photos of them together, kind of like canoodling here and there. And then what do you know? It's JLo's birthday. And she puts it on blast 
with bikini. She puts a slideshow bikini shots, mesmerizing us with her abs. And the last photo of this post is her and Ben, she and Ben making a baby with their lips and this like passionate kiss and everybody is losing their shit. Okay. Funny enough. I also read that A-Rod was celebrating his, I think 48th birthday on a yacht also in San Tropez. So of all the places to go, what do you know? Like what, why really? Like these people are so rich. Just take a rocket ship. Okay. Take a rocket ship and celebrate on Mars and be a little creative. All right. So, and this shit has been shameless. Like I said, okay. They have been straight up shameless, which makes me think like they are loving this because they know that the world is watching. They know it hits a nostalgia thing for us, especially because they were on a yacht famously in JLo's Jenny from the blog video where Ben Affleck's like rubbing her butt and she's laying down tanning and he pulls out the string of her bikini. It's a whole sexual thing, right? So lo and behold, they basically recreate it now, 20 years later, which like, again, the publicist, the mastermind behind this operation. I hope that Kris Jenner is getting her royalties for teaching this son of a bitch some lessons because holy shit, like you can't make that up guys orchestrated harder than maestro. Okay. So yeah. So this has been like shameless, right? They have PDA Ben Affleck just bought her this like gorgeous, you know, rock necklace signifying their love. And it's the, the creator of the necklace did a whole interview about how it's, it's symbolic of second chances and growth and overcoming adversity, yada, yada, yada. Right. All right. So needless to say, they are out here and loving every minute of it. They got you with your popcorn, you know, on the edge of your seat. And everyone, like I said, is feeling a certain type of way. So I brought this to my IG story. And let me tell you, I had men, I had women, young, old people who shamelessly love celebs, people who despise them. All of y'all had something to say. I'm going to get into some of the reactions. Um, I mean, they're kind of, you know, it just, again, it just proves my point that these people affect us, whether we like it or not, whether we know it or not. Okay. So some people are like, I love this, you know, what a story about second chances. They grew separately. And then 20 years later came back together and made it work and always loved each other. Yada, yada. Some people, obviously, because we're in the pit of existence, saw it as a time of like, it's like this nostalgia, right? It brings back simpler times when we weren't all, you know, ready to dive into a volcano voluntarily. Um, I also, I also had feedback from people who said, you know, why can't she just be alone for five seconds? Why can't she just be alone? It's not a good role model. You know, she's, it's not a good look for, you know, for younger girls or her daughter, her kids or, you know, why like hopping from one guy to the next, this girl lady can never be alone. Right. Which, you know, that's a whole other combo. That's a whole other combo. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I kind of felt like, dang, that was fast. And I'm not, am I judging it? I don't know. I'm not, not judging it. I just, you know, the whole A-Rod thing was so, you know, the ring was so huge and it was such a huge spectacle. So to go from that to this whole new spectacle so quickly in such a public, like I said, shameless way, that part to me, it's like, 
I don't care if you're hopping on three dicks. What do I care? You know what I mean? But it's more, I don't know, the, the public aspect of it and everything made into such a big spectacle. When you know we're watching, that to me is kind of like, do we need it? I don't know. I don't know. Like how much of it is the love? How much of it is the attention? I know Jennifer Lopez has said in the past, Cause she infamously has always been like this and she, she acknowledges it. And I know in the past she said, I just love loves, you know, I love being in love. So too bad bitches take it or leave it. Right. Which, okay. So I'm going to fix my crown right now. Um, yes, I'm straight up wearing like a crown, what I believe to be a crown. Maybe it's just because I am channeling the Sancho Prey moment and pretending that I am their bus boy. And so here's my crown. Um, princess has entered the building it's actually funny because I'm the biggest tomboy uh in some ways of all time my friends this is, has nothing to do with anything but I guess I don't know how I would swing it on JLo's yacht because I have a like I I don't I don't even use a purse my friends all make fun of me and they're like that is straight up embarrassing because my gym bag my Fabletics gym bag girls if you know is my purse and then as a wallet I use I should go grab it and show you but I literally use an old Sephora gift card holder as my wallet. So, you know, a crown up here and trailer park in other ways. Girls, be multiverse, okay? Don't be tied to one thing and don't put yourself in a box, okay? Or put yourself in a trailer um, in my case. Okay, so yes, you guys are all feeling a certain type of way. And like I said, that really shows me how much these people, whether we like it or not, post-pandemic, during pandemic, pre-pandemic, that these people are seeping into our subconscious, right? Now, I have a very, like I said earlier, a very interesting view of this because I was on the other side of it, literally up close and personal with them, getting this info for the masses, right, about their personal lives. Now, the time I met, well, I didn't really meet Ben Affleck. I've met his brother, Casey, and that is a whole other story for a whole other day. I know people have really mixed feelings about Casey. I actually really like Casey. He was my first major sit-down interview when I moved to LA from New York, and we had a really fun banter back and forth. Well, I'm new to LA. Where are you from? New York. I Sorry. Oh. Taylor, sit back, please. Oh, God, Casey, you know, I'm just trying to, like, really make this intimate, you know? <laughs> Casey. Yes, Taylor. Hey, this is just coming to me now. Okay. Do people ever call you Casey in the Sunshine Band? No. Because people call me Taylor Swift all the time, and it's annoying. Yeah. Why do they call you Taylor Swift? Just well, my name's Taylor, so they're like, oh, like, Taylor Swift? So I was wondering if you had that same kind of thing. Oh. And that really just came to me. That was yeah. not part of the interview. You can call me that. If you <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> let's do that from now okay. on. All right, Sunshine Band. That's it? It's been real. I think that's it. They're coming Swift. out of here. You can look at it on my YouTube and talk about nostalgia. Baby Taylor out there in the big city, just, you know, chatting it up with Casey Affleck. So... Okay, I'm at this event at the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. Iconic. It's on Hollywood Boulevard. I actually feel like it was for an after party for a movie that Casey was promoting. And at the after party, I'm sitting there, you know, sipping, bopping, wishing I was home, watching Shit's Creek. Uh, yes, 
wishing I was somewhere else, even though that was my job, because I, 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 this is the part of it that I dislike this creepy, like voyeurism, right. Being a reporter, but then again, getting the shit people wanted. So I'm there. Ben Affleck is there. We're basically back to back. He is, as like I said, he is tall as a tree, tall as a tree house. And he had been in and out of getting uh, rehab, right? Alcohol struggles, yada, yada. So the outlet, the magazine I was there for had wanted to know, is he with a woman? Is he, I don't know what the stitch was with him and Jen Garner at the time, but you know, was he drinking? Was he this? And was he that right? Uh, voyeuristic and creepy. I know, I know. And this is why I'm glad I'm out of it in that regard, because this is the part that I did not fancy very weird. So that's my Ben story. And, you know, later at the party, I talked to Casey, we reminisced about the junket and it was one of those things where he's like, Oh yeah, yeah. I remember which did he, I don't really know, but either way, I appreciate the enthusiasm of him pretending. So that was Ben. And of course, you know, I reported to the outlet what I saw, um, what he was doing, what he was drinking, the whole thing. JLo, I have met JLo a few times and I will say I love JLo. I know she gets a bad rap for being a diva, this, that, or the other thing. And I don't know if she's on her best behavior and etiquette because obviously in the settings I met her in were press related, whether it be she, you know, was giving this talk or was promoting something, whatever it may be. So in this case, she was promoting, do you guys know the show World of Dance? It's that dance competition show on one of the networks. I don't know. And it's funny because that new house in Hollywood, if you know, and it was completely unstructured. It wasn't one of these things where it's like, okay, you're slotted to talk to so-and-so and this very controlled. No, it wasn't like that. It was a screening of an episode and JLo, who's a judge on the show, happened to be there with Neo and Derek Huff. So after the screening, we go upstairs. It's a handful of press reporters, right? And they're kind of just like, there's a charcuterie board. There might have been a little tuna tartare action, right? So I am like balls deep in the charcuterie board. I'm like, oh, we got a little braised selection. We got a little Gouda selection. Next thing I know, the publicists are like, oh, Neo's right here. JLo's right here. Let's grab them so you can talk to them, right? In this very intimate, sexy setting. So, you know, lo and behold, I'm mid Gouda bite. And then I am literally sitting on JLo's lap, pretty much. I'm not kidding. On a couch. And it's not just me, right? It's like me, you know, straddling her. And then I don't know, three, four other reporters. And we're all kind of just asking her questions, sitting there in this lounge type area. What do I ask her, right? So I'm there for, a, again, kind of a gossip celebrity magazine. And in the episode, funny enough, right? Because as the, the Ben Affleck new necklace, right, she was wearing. So in this new episode that we had screened, she was wearing a necklace that A-Rod had gifted her, right? So of course, I'm there for a celebrity magazine. They want to know the tea. The people want to be delivered to her uterus to see what's going on. So I ask 
about the necklace. And I say, you know, how do you think fans are going to, I think fans are going to love this moment of, you know, you being on the show and showing this necklace, the special necklace A-Rod gave you. And I think this was before that they were engaged, I think. Right. So again, fans are hanging on to every little hint and every little clue. And she gives some coy, you know, response. It was actually very sweet. I will say she gives a very coy kind of response, like a schoolgirl. you know, like that moment, you know, when your middle school, school boyfriend, I will never forget, you know, when the middle school boyfriend gifts you like the most heinous piece of jewelry, but you literally think it is Rose's gem from the Titanic and you give it its own shrine in your closet. I'll never forget. Oh my God. I was such a jerk. This is such an Aquarius move. I had a suitor, a not so secret admirer in middle school, and he gave me a necklace that was so heinous. I think it had a T on it. I don't think he listens to the show. So we're good. And I was such a jerk that on the bus on the way home. And he was on my bus route. When he got off the bus, I threw it out the window. The audacity, like who the hell did I think I was? Unacceptable, unacceptable. You know what? I bet you that JLo on this yacht specifically took this necklace that A-Rod gave her, threw it into the Mediterranean and then placed Ben Affleck's new necklace in this very poetic moment um, that she coined for me. It was like good riddance A-Rod, no. So, okay, so yeah, so it was very cute. She was very giddy and kind of coy about it, which again, I don't know how genuine it was or if she kind of like played that up or if it was real, but either way, I have a good time talking to, to her every time. And every time I always feel like, I don't know if it's because the way my conversation goes with her, I'm always just fascinated by her massive fame and how she, the, her whole Bronx story, right? Like on the six, you guys remember the album on the six and the six was my subway line when I lived in the city. So I always found that fascinating and she's always super down to earth and always talks about, you know, don't be fooled by the rocks that I got. I'm still Jenny from the block. And she's like that. She gives off that vibe. And that kind of always comes through. Well, at least for me, when I talk to her. Okay. So I tell you all this and give you this perspective because, you know, I feel like these gossip magazines, they're not doing this for their health, right? They're doing this because it fills a need and a sort of guilty pleasure of the masses. We know that this is a staple of these magazines, right? Who lost weight? Who gained weight? Who's having an affair? Who's pregnant? Who's divorced? And this is nothing new. You would think that it is because we are so goddamn shameless these days, especially with social media putting everything out there. But this goes back. This goes back. This celebrity sort of, um, how do I want to put it? This, this, uh, you know, it's like eating junk food, right? How you keep going and going and you can't help it. I guess guilty pleasure. This literally goes back to the 19th century. In the 1920s, there were magazines. This is fascinating. There were magazines. I'm going to read you some that were called picture play, modern screen photo play, right? And in some of the articles I read, they call it the cult of the celebrity, how businesses knew, whether it be the studios, the actual publishers, that this celebrity worship was a gold mine, right? And back then they saw it as this controlled way to give the average, you know, 
the average Joe access to these larger than life stars and the studios, you know, they were going ham. In some cases, the studio publicists were the ones who would write the articles and the copy in the magazines about these stars and these movies, right? Because they saw it as a way to like just control the access enough, promote their projects, you know? Now it's controlled in a totally different way. It's interesting. The roles have kind of reversed where the celebrity publicists control everything. I've talked about it so many times on the show, how getting something out of them that was a little deeper perhaps was literally like pulling your own root canal. But it's always been a thing and it's just sort of morphed and changed over the years, especially, you know, in the two thousands, the era of the TMZ and the paparazzi and all that. Right. So it's, it's morphed, but my point is it's always sort of been a thing. Maybe even before, like I said, 19th century before Hollywood itself, like really blew up and was a thing. It's like these public figures are just so sort of fascinating to the Av person. So like I said, now we have more control or they have more control, right? Especially with social media. They, the stars now can control what they put out there. Hence this whole situation, right? With JLo putting it all out there, Ben Affleck spanking her ass on a yacht in the exact same position as what, 2001, 2000? Now, but my question, my first question is here. What is the balance between, you know, being totally shameless and wanting your privacy when it comes to being a celebrity? And I've been wanting to talk about this topic and bless you, Jen, because I feel like this is a perfect time to talk about it. I've been wanting to, it's been on the tip of my tongue. I've had convos offline with other friends of mine in Hollywood, even friends of mine who have acted because here's the thing where it's like celebrities can't have it always. Right. Because I feel like they put all their shit out there. They air it all out. We see every time they have a fucking pimple, we see every time they cry you know, on their social media, but at the same time, they turn around and ask for their privacy and say, it's so invasive and say, it's too much. And from my vantage point, it's kind of like, well, you can't have it both ways, you know, pull a Harrison Ford. Like I've said before, build your own log cabin, make your own maple syrup, put it in your hair. If you want like a wedding crashers moment and call it a day and come out of your cave Every so often, whenever you shall choose to grace us with your presence, we don't have to know dick, to be honest, if the celebs don't want us to. There are plenty of celebs who live under the radar, right? So part of me is like, you can't turn around. You can't have it both ways because there's a part of me again, that's earlier. It's like, you like the attention. You like the, you like the most likely to succeed in the superlatives of your high school yearbook. It's like, you like it. So, you know, you can turn around now and ask for privacy and say how annoying it is for the media to be kind of, you know, trying to get in there in your personal life or ask you personal questions. It's like, no, girl, I literally, I literally saw you wipe your ass this morning on IG Live. So that's out the window at this point. You know what I mean? So there's that, the privacy aspect and putting it all out there. But... Are we all, are we all a little guilty of this? Here's what I mean. And there, I love that these two things kind of happen and coincided at the same time. 
So we have JLo, right, putting all this out there. And then we have Issa Rae. So Issa Rae is the creator of the show Insecure on HBO. She is this like media powerhouse, major, major goals. And Issa Rae on Monday basically comes out with this wedding photo spread with her husband. And people are saying, I didn't even know. Was she gay? I never even heard about her personal life. I never even knew she like, what is going on? Right. Totally kept it under the radar and then drops this on your ass. Here is a tweet that is so fire about this entire situation. I couldn't have said it better myself. This person's tweets. Did Issa really move in silence or are we not used to people, really women, not hinging their entire existence and career on their life partners in a hyper digital world where everyone feels entitled to know everyone's everything? Sorry, I just took a pause because (laughs) I was just so captured by that tweet in a moment of existentialism. No, no, no. I didn't know if my, if this video was recording. So I just was like, holy shit, but we're good. Okay. I got under the radar of Zuckerberg this time. Yeah. Yeah. A-hole. Okay. So how perfect is that? Right? Yes. Yes. I love this. Number one point that she makes, why do we have to know? Why does a woman's career have to be tied to the man she's with? Oh my God, for crying out loud. I am so over it. I'm so over it. Who cares? Oh my God. We are so, I'm fired up because I have had personal conversations about this lately. You guys know I turned 30 this year, you know, with people saying to me, you know, you're really chasing after your goals and your dreams, but like, do you want to be alone? Do you want da, 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 shoot me, somebody shoot me. I'm so done. I'm so over it. Hello. This is 2021. I'm not concerned right now. I'm not concerned right now. I have things I want to do and I have bigger fish to fry. And when, when, and if Mr. Right comes, which he will, And it'll be popping more so than this yacht. I'll tell you that. It'll be a love child of the yacht and the penis ship. It'll be that awesome. But I'm not concerned. I am my own entity, as are many of you women who listen to this show. And so fuck right off. I'm over it, okay? We are more than our partners and our love lives. Holy shit, done. So that's one thing, right? Is like, yes, we always tie the woman to their partners at the time. And let's be real. It does not go the other way with, uh, men. It just doesn't, you know, take any guy's career. Mel, I'm just throwing people out, but like Mel Gibson, Jack and Nicholson, we don't really give a shit. Right. But when it comes to women, it's like, Oh, Jennifer Aniston. She, why can't she keep a guy? The Kardashians over it, over it, moving on because we are more than that. Okay. But then the other point she makes is we're in a hyper hyper digital world where everyone feels entitled to know everyone's everything. And it is so damn true. And guess what you listening to this, I can guarantee that you, my friends have taken advantage of this. And this is the bigger point I want to make here. It's like, we can sit here and judge Ben Affleck and JLo for being so goddamn shameless with their PDA, with their necklaces for putting it all out there. But are you that much better? 
Are you that much better? I mean, seriously, think about that. I swear, like, I do not, I do not need a full on photo shoot, photo spread every time your child throws up on itself. (laughs) Okay. I don't, I don't these whole, oh my God, you literally would think that every person's personal life achievement, whether it be, you know, a, a milestone, right. Whether it be a graduation, an engagement, a marriage, a child's, you know, second time that they crawl or say a word needs a full blown photo spread. Like this is literally the cover of Vogue. Are we all guilty of this machine? This machine where there's no such thing as privacy anymore, because like this person said, we think that we are so entitled to know everyone's personal business and that we are celebrities in our own right. And so everybody should know, not only should everyone know about every moment in our lives, but we need a full-blown sunset photo shoot to monument it. I mean, honestly, it is so absurd. So I sat here thinking about this whole J-Law, J-Law, oh, Jesus Christ, I'm getting all these people messed up. This Benefer, if you will, moment, thinking about how we're all kind of looking at it, judging it and thinking, are we really that much better? Are we all guilty of this? Does everybody just want to be a celeb in their own damn right? And I personally feel like we need to bring a little bit of mystery back. I'm sorry, but it's true. Number one, like I said, I don't need a whole runway shoot with your toddler. Don't need it over it. I'm sorry. This is not what, maybe we need to get back to what Facebook was created for, like rating people's hotness. Honestly, I will take that at this point over what it's become now. Okay. That's number one. But I also feel like we need, it's more detrimental because all this shit is fake anyway. And we know this, but we keep perpetuating it and we keep doing it, right? All of this shit is fake. Everything is people's curated moments. We're not really seeing what goes on. Even like the crying moments people will put, you know, these Instagram influencers will put up. I'm just like, oh, it just feels like an act. We know I've talked about the whole Instagram model, curated, photoshopped, you know, bikini thong photos. Everything is people's highlights. The wedding photos, the toddler photos, the birthday milestone. We don't really see what goes on. Even with this, oh, oh God, my timer's screaming at me. Okay, Zuck finally caught on. But we don't need to see it. We don't need to see everyone's everything because it's not even real anyway. And it makes everyone else feel like ass. We know that Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck have had, they probably still have problems. They had problems then. They broke off an engagement. They went their separate ways. And yeah, while we're loving this yacht, PDA ass grabbing moment, I'm sure it's not, maybe it is now, but let's see. I'm sure even that isn't all sunshine and rainbows. So something to really think about. I think it's just, we need a little bit of mystery guys. We need a little bit, you know, we don't need to know everyone's little everything. We don't need to put all of our stuff out there. I mean, isn't like mystery a little, a little sexy, and a little bit better for our mental well-being, right? Because like I said, what we're seeing isn't all real and what's really going on anyway, and then makes us feel like ass. I mean, it's something to think about before you go to post what you take in, right? A little mystery never hurt 
nobody. Put that in your pipe on your yacht and smoke it. 